I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. With me is the co-founder and chief financial officer of DBite, Andres Corin. Let's start with what you are and what you are not. Is this a credit card or a loan drawdown facility? Well, it's actually a little bit of both. Uh, so DBite is a corporate credit card with built-in buy now, pay later installments. So we focus on helping early stage companies who use DBite for both their, their monthly spending, but also as a means to really smooth out those, those big lumpy expenses. Well, let's talk about the marketplace for startup and SME finance. It seems to be getting perhaps not crowded, but a little bit busier than it used to be. There are more options available, of which you, of course, are one. Yeah. So uh, I I think it's important to really separate out startup and SME uh, just in terms of the the, the market, because SMEs usually, when you talk about SME lending and SME finance, that tends to gravitate towards the, the M in SMEs, so more of the larger SMEs, which are enterprise type clients. They have a lot, they need a lot more firepower in terms of financing, in terms of loans and, and products and more complexity just to deal with their, their financing needs. I think when you start going smaller in, uh, smaller down into the startups or the really small businesses, so these are the kind of even consulting companies or the one person limited companies, they've, they, they have a whole different array of needs. And that's really what, what we're targeting with DeVite. Well, you say they have a whole different array of needs. The problem they've got is that it is actually expensive if you're a bank to lend money to people like that because you have a fixed set of costs and it doesn't matter whether it's a one man and his dog operation or 200 people, your fixed costs are effectively the same. Absolutely. So there is a segment or a factor here of just fixed costs and that feeds into obviously very high APRs. Obviously, there's there, it's a riskier segment of the market, so that also adds to the the, the risk or the premium uh, risk premium that you're you're factoring into that APR. But it really it requires from our side, our view is that it, to lend to this segment of the market, it requires not only a change in pricing, but a change in your systems, your processes, and your people to deal with that market and to really understand where does the risk lie. If you take startups, for for instance, typically the the traditional underwriting model for a bank, you're going to look at the track record, the profitability, so their ability to generate cash, the um, and if they have any assets, so like actual tangible assets, and, and frankly, startups or early stage startups have none of those things, right? But early stage startups are doing exactly what they should be doing, right? They're investing in growth and investing in the future. So they are doing um, business enhancing behavior. Uh, and you you just need to have a little bit of a, a change in, again, systems, processes, and people to really understand what is credit enhancing behavior for an early stage company and, and, and placing a value on that. Okay, now you described, or I described, I asked you whether it was a credit card or a loan drawdown facility, and you said it's a little bit of both. How does what you do differ from revenue-based financing? Sure. 
So revenue-based financing is primarily focused on a specific niche of of startups or 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 companies it's not just startups but these are companies that are typically in the uh, that have recurring revenue so they are you know e-commerce companies or subscription based or saas companies where there's a high probability of of recurring that recurring nature is very strong so revenue based financing how their underwriting works and this this a bit alludes to my comment on you need a different process or a different systems to really understand the risk here they are gauging they're evaluating the the ability of a cust- of the SaaS company's customer to uh, to to acquire that customer and to get revenues from that customer so how efficient and how stable and sustainable is that customer acquisition engine and and monetization engine in that company frankly they could care less about other aspects of the business they are just underwriting how efficient that monetization engine is and they can tap into their e-commerce accounts to really get that data but again that's a really small segment of of the market what we're saying is and 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 it is still a loan type product they will give you a lump sum so they'll give it all to you right now and you'll pay it off over time but generally as a percentage of re- your revenue so there's a bit of flexibility but not complete flexibility because it is a fixed percentage of your revenue whether the revenue is high or low that's the flexibility for us it's really saying okay there might be times that you do normal spending um just day to day or monthly spending and you'll pay it off uh, at the end of the month but sometimes there's those lumpy costs that could be the upfront annual um so when you do sign up for software you you generally it's cheaper to buy the annual option rather than the monthly option but that's a a big hit on your your cash flow all at once so you can use the card to pay for that uh that annual cost and then make uh choose to pay it off in installments to really smooth out the 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 cash flow impact for yourself same with hiring uh you have maybe you have a bunch of people signing up for your team you buy a bunch of laptops all at once and you want to smooth that out over over time what debyte really does is whereas the revenue based financing target if you think of it as specific line items in the financial statement the uh the revenue based financing is all about targeting that that revenue line or that accounts receivable line in the financial statement just getting that cash that monetization cash sooner what we're doing is we're targeting the operating expense line to say let's uh lessen the cash flow impact the cash runway impact of those operating costs which is great as far as it goes there is one word i want to come back to you that you used earlier on there and the word is risk because we are facing increasingly awkward economic conditions and i'm being very polite when i put it that way <laughs> are you taking account are you able to take account of those changing circumstances so there's a there's a couple of of nuances here we are absolutely entering into a different credit landscape and and credit risk landscape right now we are a new lender so we we don't necessarily have the hidden time bombs that are in our portfolio that maybe 
current lenders have right now. So we actually have the benefit of the benefit of starting a, a, a lending company now is actually you can take in those uh, take into effect all those those uh, factors now and then the current landscape. But the market that we're we're serving this this very this early stage space and and in the startup land that's really Series A and and earlier is that it is in some ways a bit counter cyclical um, in that it has always been the riskiest segment of the market. So even in good times, companies fail. They fail because they don't find product market fit. They fail because they run out of cash or they fail because maybe there's a team falling out. They're not the right people. That is independent there could be influenced by the larger macroeconomic environment, but it's not necessarily directly impacted, or at least we haven't seen that. Now, of course, there are certain segments of the market that might be more prone to a slowdown and how it feeds into them finding or not finding product market fit. The current environment might may see that. But our underwriting model in terms of our risk is, is all predicated around the fact that things happen very quickly in this segment of the market. They happen quickly for the positive. They might get, let's say, $5 million in funding and fundamentally change their trajectory, or they could fail very quickly. So we, our underwriting model is very, it's using real-time data, having a super flexible product that that can change according to that risk profile. And it's about constantly refreshing our credit appetite and credit view of those, co- those companies. So that's how we deal with that market. So that's the, that's the approach we would take even if everything was going well. So we're, we're a bit indifferent, which sounds a bit funny in the, for a lender to be a bit indifferent to the current macroeconomic environment, but we don't see there's a direct impact. It's more indirect impacts that we need to be aware of. All right, let's move on then. You recently got into bed with Hotbed, a partnership uh, that was announced in September 2022. What does this bring to the table? So it's really around the acquisition side and being what we consider the founder's uh, wingman. Uh, It's all about making sure that we are, again, things happen very quickly in the segment of the market. So their financing needs change very quickly as well. So the pro- the what we would love to be is that first line of credit for those those companies. And then as those needs change, we are super and we have that live view onto their their data through their accounting software, their e-commerce account, their bank account. We are there offering a financing solution, even before they're aware of a financial problem. Um, so actually developing that really close relationship at the founder level or at the head of finance type level is very beneficial that we we perceive ourselves as, as being very close. So in terms of how we view getting new customers, partnerships are is, is an incredibly important channel. Relationships such as Hotbed are, are key because we want to be seen as their partner, not just their lender. So we do uh, seminars and office hours with them, uh, actually just sharing our experiences as entrepreneurs ourselves that go beyond just a traditional commercial partnership. We're really trying to just actually have a, tr- a true partnership. How much? I'm a startup. I come to you. How much is it going to cost me and how fast can I get it? Well, you can get it quite fast. Um, so quite fast, meaning 
Uh, well, I'll, I'll walk you through the process right now. So we do have minimum eligibility criteria. So for instance, you need to be in operation or trading for at least three months. Uh, so we're, we're already very early uh, compared to other lenders. You need to be a UK limited company. So we're right now we're just operating in, in the UK and again, limited companies. You need to at least have either 5 million, sorry, 5 million, excuse me, 5,000 of monthly revenue or at least uh, 50,000 pounds of cash on your balance sheet. So you could be pre-revenue, but you still have to actually uh, meet that, that minimum cash criteria. And the range that we offer, so you, you make an application, the application can take you know, five minutes. It's a very quick uh, uh, application. You put a little bit, a lot, we get a lot of information from companies house. So you really, just providing the name almost, you, you can just pre-populate most of the application. You connect your bank account through open banking, you connect your uh, accounting software, and, and you're ready to go, ready to submit. Then we evaluate it on, on our side. It typically takes 24 hours, um, but we schedule. One thing that's a bit different than, than others, uh, other providers is that we, provide, we have a 30-minute demo call. So in this call, we go, you can set it up according to your, your preferences of, of your time. But on this call, we just ask any further questions that we have about your business, because again, just really understanding where the business is at, at that moment is uh, really important. That qualitative analysis is really important in this segment of the market, but also it allows us to show off the product. A, a credit card with built-in buy now, pay later installments is a new product. So us understanding what your expenses are and how you could use the product is, is incredibly important. Um, so we show you the product and then we come back with a, a decision shortly thereafter. Um, typically, so our limits uh, go as low as uh, a 1,000 pound monthly limit. So these are for the very brand new startups with almost uh, with uh, maybe just a bit of cash and and a dream. <laughs> this is us to kind of help you just with that first testing out the market uh, segment. And it goes all the way to, um, we. I mean, we can go all the way to 250,000 pounds limit, that spending limit, and 50,000 pounds to 12 months. So we don't go beyond 12 months in our lending. Andres Corin, co-founder and chief financial officer of Debyte. Thank you very much.